Welcome to the Cinema Swamp. Okay. Let's party. Welcome to episode 38. In this episode, in preparation of Endgame finally being released, we decided to go the opposite route and talk about the top 10 worst superhero movies ever released. We did our own personal lists, compiled them together, figured out what we could agree upon the most, and compiled our official top 10 of the worst superhero movies ever. There will be spoilers for all the movies throughout, but they're pretty bad, so who cares? There's no spoilers for Endgame, so you're safe there. Well, welcome. And, uh, but, you know, Endgame, we're excited for it. Uh, we got to talk and about, you know, we saw Hellboy the other night, yeah. which kind of was kind of lame. It's cool if you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of movies would be better if you're drunk, and that one especially. There was one really cool scene in it, one really cool fight scene. But for the most part, I think. Well, no, you all liked it more than uh, Pet Cemetery, so I guess I was alone on Pet Cemetery. You liked Pet? Yeah, I mean it was all. It was I mean, it's slightly it. more. You you gave it three and a half stars. Pet Cemetery. Two and a half. Oh really? Okay. That That's what I gave it. And I gave Hellboy two stars. I think I gave oh. them both two and a half. I feel less about Hellboy though by a substantial amount though because mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't impress me at all, but it. I had more fun in it, so I gave it. I, I I'd probably give that more praise than I Pet Cemetery. Like they weren't trying, which I liked. <laughs> <laughs> you loved like, the laziness of yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was like, I I don't know if I told you guys right after, but the whole time I kept thinking about yoga hosers. Mm-hmm. Like the digital editing just felt like they just stopped halfway, mm. and just just that like some of the like what you could tell they were supposed to be like blood or something. They didn't even, they just did the outline of it and then called it good and then they didn't even like detail it. And so I was like, oh, okay, so they're not trying. I, I think they're like my, this. Microsoft Paint. <laughs> yeah. The, the soul worm coming out of her mouth and how they just photoshopped. Yeah. Um, oh, you kept laughing the whole time that happened. Ian McShane's face on top of it. And they're like, that is a character now. And I'm like, that is Ian McShane's face yeah. horribly photoshopped on this grotesque terrible looking worm thing and then he had Pumbaa in the movie he, he didn't look very good he looked about as oh, good as yeah. the new Pumbaa and then he had her uh, the witch with all the parts chopped off and it, was, it, it just wasn't a very good looking movie but part of me was like you know the effects are cheap and maybe that's what they were going for yeah. because I guess it's a stylistic choice maybe but it just didn't work for me it was just kind of lame Surprised me at this point that they could have like a bad superhero movie or comic book movie anyway, and especially given what there is, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I feel like there's such a formula there at this point that a movie like that that followed the formula, mm-hmm. why did it fail? Why was it so much worse? I don't know. I guess Disney couldn't pay the critics that time because it wasn't a Disney movie, so maybe that's what it was. I actually really like David Harbour as Hellboy. But it was everything else that didn't really work. He he at least kind of had like try. He was trying to give it a personality. I just feel like I really wish he would have picked a different movie because I hope this doesn't like affect his career. Yeah, I mean it probably won't. But like I I I'd like to see him in more stuff. I don't know. I mean I don't know about movies, but 
I think it won't ruin his career. He's got enough Stranger Things on his belt. They recast him in Stranger Things because of the media. Like, you know what? They recast the old guy, the old Hellboy. <laughs> we're even going to edit up the old episodes and put a different guy. We're going to put uh, Christopher Plummer and all of them. Steve Buscemi, then. <laughs> the cop. Um, but this guy is talking about, hey, why don't we just do a, a, a worse superhero movie as ever? Because there's one genre we've probably seen a lot of. It's, it's superhero flicks based on comic books sometimes not sometimes just our own entity and we got talking and we're like hey let's just comprise a whole <laughs> list um we took the whole day to figure this out mm-hmm. and uh we had this it. is specifically like our collaborative worst superhero movies this is the what we think as a group. yeah this isn't just one person top 10 worst superhero movies ever and i can already say this list is better than all those other worst lists <laughs> why do I say that because we worked harder on it obviously <laughs> we did have quite the interesting group chat going on today oh my god can't believe you didn't add zoom to do more like this like that was uh, it was fun trying to bring up other movies and well you were getting annoyed that you thought I didn't even mention Man of Steel but you were like you're putting Man of Steel on it you said like, Steel which I still have never heard of oh that and I was like you mean Man of Steel like how dare you you know, I have a. Blasphemy. I'm going to mention some of the movies quick that we have not seen, that I have heard are terrible, and could have made the list probably if we had seen them. But who knows? Maybe we would divert from the crowd and love them. But Steel was one of them. That is a movie based on a DC comic, and it stars Shaq. It was made in 1997. It was the other DC movie released that year, alongside Batman and Robin. Quite the year, 1997. Um, this was when Shaq was doing Kazam. You know, Shaq, the <laughs> famous the actor genie. from... Yeah, was he in Grown Ups? Or what was he in? He, he, he had like a quick role in that. But he was like in some Adam Sandler movies. Shaq? Yeah. Shaq shows up in a couple Maybe. Yeah, I think he's in Grown Ups. He was in What Men Want. I didn't see that. But he was in the trailer, so I know he's in that. <laughs> He was in a superhero movie about, uh, it's basically, I don't know, Robocop. Like, it's like the same thing. As it Steel is? Yeah. Okay. And you thought I was talking about Man of Steel, and I was like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, I put Jonah Hex originally on the list, too, because uh, I heard it's bad. But none of us have seen it, have we? I've seen, seen it, it, but it's, I only re- remember a few very specific scenes, and not enough about the whole story to really, it was, I was... I saw it when it first came out, and I don't remember much. Megan Fox mm-hmm. was a fox. Mm-hmm. I remember Greg Maddow talking about her. <laughs> so I went and saw it. <laughs> I'm Greg Maddow's recommendation of yeah. Megan Fox. Um, Green Lantern was on this list, which I I really thought one of you would have mentioned it, but I haven't seen. You it. mentioned it. I well, I haven't seen it, but I put it on this top. I put it. On you haven't the, seen it? No, but I put it on the list of contenders for you guys because I'm like, if you guys have seen it, you could definitely put it on the list, and we'll fight about it if it should be on there. I mean, because there are some movies on the list that I, I don't know if in the end any of them I haven't seen, but. Mm-hmm. That wasn't, like, the point. Like, I just figured at least one of us should have seen it so we could talk about it. And if we argue that, it should be on the list. At mm. this point, we kind of... The top five, especially, we really nailed down. Like, yeah, these are terrible. We all said them, basically. But one of them I thought some of you would have brought up, because you've seen Grand Lantern. 
mm-hmm. and and have, you haven't seen it, but but Hunter and Zach have seen it. I own it, and I figured. So do I. Oh, well, I own it too. It's one of those movies. <laughs> I I do. Yeah. I own every DC kind of almost every DC movie, but I've always pushed it aside because mm-hmm. I'm like someday, someday I'll see it someday. But you know, it, it just hasn't come up and. Not interested, but I figured, hey, I hear it's one of the worst, but none of you didn't bring it up, and I mean, it's not good at, by any means, but I would put it on that list before Thor: The Dark World. Personally, I think it's worse than Ooh. Thor: The Dark World. Are you are you giving a preview of what we're what's to come? <laughs> well, maybe. maybe not. Um, and then the other one I put on here was Hellboy, just because we had seen it, but it didn't seem like... You all, we all kind of ended up being fine with that movie, but... Yeah, it's not good, but there's worse movies out there. And uh, I think that was... Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Just That's a superhero movie. movie. And let me look. I don't... Catwoman didn't make the list, did it? Mm-hmm. It didn't make our list. Oh, it should have. Didn't make any... I think we all said Catwoman, though, didn't we? I didn't say it. Uh-huh. And for me, it's on par with Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. It's like... Hunter didn't mention it. Not good, but... Or the Dark World is better than. I'd rather watch it than like Electra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Electra's horrible. Which Electra's not on the list either, but we uh, will get to that mm-hmm. because yeah, Catwoman didn't end up getting really mentioned by anybody. Did mm-hmm. you, did I you, said it. You said it, mm-hmm. but do, do you argue it should be? <laughs> but on you the don't list? count. <laughs> we could do a last second change. <laughs> do you think it should be on the list? I mean, mm-hmm. Catwoman. <laughs> Do you think it's worse? Do you think Hulk is worse? I think Hulk is worse. No, it's not. Do you think Thor The Dark World is worse? I do think Thor The Dark World is worse. Okay, so I think that already makes it. Yeah. I I haven't seen Catwoman, so maybe that's kind of skewing the results, but I think it'll make for a more interesting list, because I think most people would put Catwoman on it easily. um, But I I don't think we have... Our number one is not going to be what anyone... Uh, thought would be I don't think anyone's gonna be like what I, I think it won't be anything anyone else has put though mm-hmm. is it and the worst I mean mm-hmm. are you gonna say it right now no <laughs> are you gonna say it for last we're gonna say no. it okay. we're gonna say it for last okay. but we're never gonna say it I uh we'll get to it but I think our list will surprise people because also we don't have any of the Superman movies on here explicitly mm-hmm. the last two mm-hmm. well, I know you guys haven't seen them or, well you Hunter's seen them but years ago years ago and I've seen them but you know, I, I kind of already don't agree with others because I think Superman 3 is worse than 4 because mm-hmm. how do you do that to Richard Pryor? How do you make Richard Pryor not funny? At mm-hmm. least the fourth movie is kind of funny for how dumb it is. Mm-hmm. Superman 3 is boring. But I didn't put either of them on here because I like Christopher Reeve so much and he's still just so good in those movies even though they're the worst. It's like he still is Superman. Mm-hmm. It's not like they recast him or he's just like there for a paycheck like he just is Superman to me so I'm like I could still watch him in those Mm -hmm. movies but there's a different franchise from DC that does not have the original Batmans Uh, did I spoil it? they might show up on the list at some point I didn't even think about Superman Returns which you know that's another one that I don't think I'd make my list I I thought about it but I didn't think it was worth putting on the list I think that's just a colossal Disappointment and what it could have been, mm-hmm. and what like that movie was totally made by Brian Singer for Brian Singer, and that's mm-hmm. it. It was made for nobody else. Well, and I mean, I hate it. <laughs> the whole point of it being a sequel, though, I think he's still. It was a weird choice to make it so many years later to be a sequel to all those movies. Yeah, I mean, to a point. So it's like of... there is fan service in there. 
but it's just not a tasteful movie. I just wish it would have been like an actual straight up sequel to if he wanted to be a sequel to the original Donner movie mm-hmm. and I guess the second one because there's the Donner cut why not actually make it a sequel rather than what it felt kind of like a remake like they had some story continuations but it mm-hmm. felt more just like a remake especially since Lex Luthor's back he's basically the main villain and they don't have like anybody else um but hey, that's what you want to do. I mean, Brian Singer's like my favorite movie ever was Superman, and that's what I wanted to always make. And then I made X Men, and then I left X Men Three and <laughs> to make this. And I don't know, like to a point, I can kind of get it. But also, it's just weird. I'm like, wow, they gave that man million. That's one of the highest production costs ever, still, for a Superman movie. Returns. Yeah, which is insane if you watch it. The commercials were all over the place for a long time. It just doesn't seem like it's a... I think it was cost like $250 million to produce, and it just doesn't look like it. Mm-hmm. And it just... It ticks me off, because I'm like... It just really feels like he's only pleasing himself. Uh, but we can... Classic Brian's. <laughs> Always pleasing himself. Pleasing. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, well, I mean, touchy topic. Yeah. Well, what's the $10 suck. It. Um... Do you want to go through the top ten and then do the honorable mentions later? Or do you want to do dishonorable mentions first? Because let's, we kind of went through... Let's do ten to one, because I, I still am not sure exactly what's on the list, so then whatever we don't mention, I'll throw it in. Alrighty. Okay. Well, number ten. Um, this is going to take you off. Yeah. Thor in the Dark World. <laughs> not as ticked the, off as... The tenth worst superhero movie of all time. It's not. It's not, though. It's not. It's not is it, close. though? Superman Returns is way worse than Thor The Dark World. I just don't think so. Because really? I think Thor The Dark World is incredibly so boring. Like, exhibit A, Chloe, why is it horrible? Dyed eyebrows. Dyed eyebrows. Which <laughs> was in the so first bad. movie, but you think you would learn your lesson. Mm. <laughs> and it was just boring. I just don't remember like anything about it, and I just I mm-hmm. just watched it because I rewatched all of the movies. That one, just the concept alone is not that interesting. The stone that they decide to have in the movie is not very interesting. I don't like that a lot of the movie is focused on the Earth characters separately of Thor. They're not interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't like that uh, Stellar Skarsgård is running around naked <laughs> I don't think Cat Dennings is funny and I hate that um, Loki's only in the movie for 15 minutes it feels like he's barely in it I feel like he's in it uh, quite a bit he's only in jail for most of it have you seen Thor the Ragnarok do you see that movie do you see how they fixed everything yeah but he's not even in it I mean he's in, I don't know I think he's in all three of them the same though to me boo <laughs> I hate Thor to Dark World. I wasn't originally even thinking to make this list because I thought, me personally, I just find that movie to be incredibly boring. And to me, boring movie is worse than a movie that's bad, but you can still find some quality in it. Uh, for instance, like, we have some other movies later on this list that I, yeah, I would probably watch before Thor to Dark World. Thor to Dark World, I just cannot ever feel like I especially now that Endgame's out and I'm like maybe I won't ever have to rewatch these all ever again I just pick the ones I want to watch and I will probably give every single one of them a watch except this one because 
it is a major step down. And is that giant monster dog still running around Earth? <laughs> yeah, that's what you got. I, I forgot about that even being in the movie. Yeah. Oh, who's the villain? The Dark Elf? Is that his... Yeah. Malekith? Malekith. Malachi? Malekith. <laughs> the movie has one thing. It's kind of got a cool action sequence at the end of the movie. And then Doctor Strange came out. And now I'm like, I don't even need this movie. Because it, every Marvel movie has like improved upon what the one good thing that Dark World did good. Which was that... like. I have yet to find anybody who can really like fully say I love that movie. Let me defend it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It'd be great if someone did. I'd love to hear why someone would love that movie, the way Chloe loves Suicide Squad. I want to hear the defense. By the way, Suicide Squad's not on our list. It wasn't really mentioned, but um, I won't allow it. Chloe wouldn't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to move on to number nine? Let me defend. Let me defend a little bit. Go ahead. I, I think I earned it. Um, no, no, you, you're done. <laughs> this movie, for me, like, if I was to define the most, like, average superhero movie where there's, like, nothing bad about it but nothing good about it, I would say it's this movie. But I don't think it's necessarily boring. For me, like, it's not even the bottom of my Marvel list. Like, Incredible Hulk is at the very bottom. This one's slightly more above it just because, I mean, I don't, Incredible Hulk has enough problems, but... Um, why I am not as fond of it compared to other ones is that there's nothing there's no like real true like emotional lingering with it like there's nothing to really think about it's not like making any other like statements compared to other Marvel movies but that's just in the Marvel pantheon it's like it happens to find itself at the bottom of the list of the Marvel pantheon but at the grand scope of all superhero movies I think there's way more bad superhero movies like we're talking Power Rangers, you know, or like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, which Thor Power Rangers is better? All of them. They're all bad. The new one it's is also probably really uh, awesome. Ivan Ooze like, is awesome. Yeah, whatever. Okay, but seriously, the Turbo is not. No, it's yeah. terrible. I'm just saying that's <laughs> the like, one with the, the cars. What? Which one are you talking? Turbo's about? the one with like the weird troll-looking thing and. That chick who's got like her boobs hanging out, and it's just kind of like a weird movie. Is it the one with the kid? The one who the so. kid is like the blue ranger? You know, because I don't really remember even seeing the first I don't one. Know VHS. But I remember Turbo really well. The, there's a uh, like weird egg things, right? I think so. On a boat. It was like a volcano. I, it was just stupid. If, I don't if you can remember a stupid Power Rangers movie, it's probably that one. That's the one where the kid is. Yeah, the, the blue ranger. Okay. Is a kid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Power Rangers. They drive across, across the weird. desert. At yeah. That point. Or multiple times, I think, in that movie. Anytime they jump in the car, there's a desert driving sequence. Yeah, with, like, heavy metal music playing. Yeah, see? Another example of what could have been 10th on the list. Instead nope, of nope. Thor the Dark World. Thor the Dark World. Because... I'd rather watch it just like for, like, the same reason I'd watch The Room. <laughs> what? Wait, Thor the Dark World? No, the... Oh. Turbo. Turbo. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, no, it's just, so bad, it's good. I just feel like, I mean... It gets a bad rap because it's the least of the Marvel movies to most people, but I don't like I said, I don't think it deserves a place on the worst super movies See, of all time list. Fine, like, but most well, people, for the, I think people just feel like there should be a Marvel movie on this list and so they choose that. There for, shouldn't be, but there is. For the there same is. reason that I think Ang Lee's Hulk. Oh, okay. We'll get don't to that. Unpack that yet. We're almost just there. Wait. It's just wait till we get there. No, I'm just saying just, that I'm just, just saying that different movie. Can I just say that Thor the Dark World is boring? Yeah. 
Okay. Just let's move on. Just don't. Okay. All right. You know what? Uh, Number nine is. You none of you have seen this, but I put it on the list because I actually have seen the end because of YouTube. But (laughs) (laughs) the end where like he he tosses the shield at Red Red Skull, Skull. definitely gets beheaded, but not shown on screen. And then Captain like America looks at the camera and smiles and then <laughs> and then and then it cuts to um the end credits that are going like the pace of a snail and there's some guy over the credits talking and he's like uh on Thursday the um the uh Hydra was overrun I don't even think they're called Hydra in the movie but there's like some guy doing like a newscast explaining what happened after the movie and I'm like wow this movie's like so like not into itself that ends the movie by explaining what happened after during the credits wow like it's Captain America is a movie that I would give Marvel the era before anything that was made before Blade was an era of they didn't have the effects to do anything what year did this come out? this movie came out in 1990 it was released didn't get to America though until ninety two, mm. so there's some debate about the actual release date. But nineteen ninety was when I had a VHS release in other countries, I believe. It was never really officially released theatrically because they made the movie and they were like, "This is terrible," and they didn't really have much of a budget for it. And it uh, it only ever had a. Th- I think it finally got a theatrical release in America years later, like many years later, but. Um, like one screen I think just to be like hey we showed it um the director of it I believe his name was oh I believe it was Albert Pion who wasn't really known for directing anyway there's a special feature of him on the blu-ray where he's like you could tell he was like into the project but they had no money and he's really truthful about that he's like we had no budget for this movie mm-hmm. uh the actor really liked playing him but he was like we had no budget everyone says the same thing but of all these movies that came out before Blade, you know, you got Howard the Duck, Fantastic Four, The Punisher. Every one of them, I think you can recategorize as not a superhero movie, but it has like an enjoyability elsewhere. And I think they all have a charm to them. Mm-hmm. And especially Fantastic Four, because I think they don't really have the effects, but they still really got away with a lot in that movie um, that, you know, cheap effects wise. Especially for a movie that was never released. Like, that's still the best Fantastic Four movie. And this movie, I would think, would be the same thing. Like, oh, it's probably got a charm to it. You know, I'm sure it's silly and cheap, but I'm sure it's just, like, kind of silly to watch today. It's not. There's nothing fun about watching this movie. It's not even, like, a movie you pick on, like, The Room. It's nothing. It's just so lame and boring and nothing, and you forget you saw it. And now that we have the new Captain America, it makes it worse because you're like why did they even try the first time like this is just terrible and they don't have the effects they don't have the budget the the hero is incredibly boring and uh which i mean you could go on and on like they don't even try to disguise the fact that he's supposed to be this uh tiny guy before he turns into a super soldier instead it's him uh who has like a leg problem like his legs like broken or something he does a super soldier program and then he looks the same, but now he can run around, and that's the only difference. It's got an editing sequence in there for the fighting that's just chopped up to craziness that doesn't even make sense what's going on. And I'm like, it just does everything wrong. 
And you would think with that, like, oh, maybe it's fun to make fun of it. It's not. Did you <laughs> Did you know there's a 1979 Captain America? There is. Those ones are made for TV, so I don't think those count for this list. But those are quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Captain America, and I think the second one was called Captain America 2, Death Too Soon. Mm-hmm. Which is like, what a title. <laughs> like, wow. Death Too Soon. Um, those are the ones that Conan O'Brien likes to make fun of a lot. He'll, like, show... Wow. I think it's when they... I think when Winter Soldier came out, he was like, yeah, we have a clip from the movie, and he just showed that. He just showed the one from the 70s. <laughs> they had that, and they had uh, they had The Incredible Hulk in a TV show. Yeah. And they had Thor showed up mm-hmm. in The Incredible Hulk yeah. at one point, and they had the Spider-Man show. And I think they should take all those guys and like bring them back and do an Avengers movie with those guys. Oh, yeah, here's, <laughs> here's Thor and... Uh... Yeah, like, Thor looks pretty great. Like, look at him. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Captain America, this 1990... You know, that's the thing. Like, those 70s ones are more enjoyable than this one because those ones are even... Like, he drives around a motorcycle that's all, mm-hmm. like, colored up with red, white, and blue. And it's just so cheesy. But this one, it's like... He's not even in the costume for most of the time. Like, even when he is, he put the costume on and they couldn't... They did the ears. They put fake ears on the costume because they couldn't figure out how to have his ears pop out. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how to make it look normal. So they just put, like, fake plastic ears on the suit. Like, it's one of the weirdest things ever. And I'm like, why? Especially when there's so many close-ups. Yeah. Anyway, we gotta watch that sometimes just so that... Do you have it? I do. Oh, I have wow. the Blu-ray of it, man. How long is it? It's, uh, I don't know, like, hour and a half. It's... Dang, yeah, we should watch it sometime. It's, it's not... It's bad. Ned Beatty's in it though, so he was in Superman. I guess hey, we got that guy. <laughs> Wait, the ear, the ears on the costume isn't really those his aren't ears. his ears. Those are just like plastic on the suit. Like they're on the like head part of the suit. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm. Um, number eight. It's a movie I haven't seen in a while, but you'll be able to talk about it. Hulk. Not not the Incredible Hulk. Is it right is, there? Did you just not get to it yet? I just have not gotten it to oh, it yet, but that's that's next on the list. Uh, my personal list, but this list we're doing. Hulk. Why was it called Hulk? Why just Hulk? I don't know. It's because what, what was the TV show called? The Incredible Hulk. I guess to differentiate it from that. Yeah. Hulk! Mm. Look, it's Hulk! Mm-hmm. That's just what they say. That's the only line in the movie, right? That's all they say. <laughs> yeah. When he rolls through the street. They do call him Hulk in the movie. Hulk. I, I don't know. I haven't seen I him in a long time. I don't. Calling him Hulk I don't, in the movie. I don't even know if they uh, if they said Hulk. I remember there was a scene where it's supposed to be really emotional, where he's like jumping through the desert, and he's like, there's like close-ups of him, and he's like, he's like having a really emotional moment, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel during this scene. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one that has um, the starfish. Um, Sam Elliott in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, this is the Sam Elliott one, not the, um, what's the other one? The, <laughs> I don't know who the, the guy is. I forgot. Is it, is it William Hurt? Yeah, William yeah. Hurt. So, the William Hurt version, <laughs> the one that, where he actually did come back eventually in the other movies. This is just like a weird movie now. It's, yeah, I, the, editing. Just, his, his the Hulk in general looks weird. It doesn't look good, especially into the, by today's standards. I don't but know for what, the time that it was. I mean, this movie came out the same year as Spy Kids 3D, so I guess there wasn't much to compare to. <laughs> like, well, you could go see that, or you could see this. 
I remember I, um, my parents were, my mom and my sister were going to go see Legally Blonde 2, <laughs> and I went and saw this instead, mm. and I still don't know which one was going to be the worst decision, because both are <laughs> terrible movies, <laughs> but, um, it, It's not a fun movie. Like, even if it's a bad superhero movie, it should be fun, at least. But it's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be about his journey. He's he's going through emotional turmoil. You just don't yeah. get it. I, you, you, everyone knows the Hulk story already. They're being reintroduced to the story, so they have to go through the whole thing. But yet they have but to. But why? This movie, but why do it bored? <laughs> but why do they have to call this movie Hulk because of the TV show? Because everyone remembers the TV show. Oh. So do we need to go through all the steps? I don't know. <laughs> At the time, though, there wasn't like. There was a couple superhero movies surfacing as being fun, but that wasn't like the cultural moment that we're in now, where it's like if it's not fun, it's bad. Like back then, it was like you could have anything show up, and so for like Ang Lee to do a Hulk isn't doing like an art film, which I think tried to happen. Like I don't, know, I like it. This is my first DVD I ever owned. Ooh. And so I watch this all the time growing up. Widescreen or full screen? Widescreen. Good. <laughs> and uh, I watched it probably a little over a year ago. And I still love it. And, I don't know, Taylor, he still loves it too. Well, he's wrong too. Nope. But it's just like, it's, I don't know, it's weird. Because, like, going from, like, Spider-Man to, like, Hulk, because, like, those are the two superhero movies I watched the most growing up, side by side, it's, like, they're clearly different. Like, one's a fun movie. But for some reason, like, Hulk was way different. Like, it was it was one of the first movies that was teaching me that, like, movies can be more, like, emotional. Like, they can try to teach you to be more emotional, even though it was, like, from a weird position of it. Like, Darren Aronofsky was going to make a Wolverine movie. And it wasn't going to be like this fun Wolverine movie. It was going to be like this dark, twisted, you know, Aronofsky version of Wolverine. And so I like that, you know, before the superhero craze was a craze, that a director tried to do their own thing. And even do it in like a weird comic book style, like with like a comic book editing, but like still had like an f- amazing score. One of my favorite scores for superhero movies. Um, but then do it with like kind of a cool but odd cast like um how is it banna is it eric banna as mm-hmm. i can't remember if it's bane or banna and jennifer Connolly, and then sam elliott too which i think is a better ross general ross but i don't know i like it as, as little action as there there is in it i like the weirdness of it and it's ambitious of its own thing you know there's a specific scene where he's in the desert and he's just fighting tanks and he like takes one tank and beats the other tank with it but like it's really cool because like the camera shot really far away and it just it gives me like the same reason like I like Man of Steel it's like I don't know I like it because it's not I'm trying to just be fun and I'm not trying to say like it can't be serious like like, Logan was pretty serious and dark but this one was like it wanted to be super serious but you like can't relate because he's a giant green monster thing and i don't know i couldn't 
attach myself to his like struggles in the movie. I, I was just bored. <laughs> Thoughts, Chloe? You put it on your list. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is terrible. Most of them on my list were just because they were boring. <laughs> and they had bad effects. That's but. all I really remember about it, too. It's just, mm-hmm. just that it was boring. I mean, I've seen it quite a few times, and every time I'm like... But like you said, the ambition of it, I'm like, I do appreciate it for doing mm-hmm. something different, uh, especially during that time. Um, but yeah, makes the list. Uh, number seven is a movie I haven't seen in a long time. I put them both on here because I think, I feel like they're the same, but you're going to argue it different, Zach, but, like, you both listed one of them. Um, the Ghost Rider movies. And, man, I remember when I saw the trailer, I was like, this is so cool. I'm like, this is going to be an awesome, like, this movie can't be bad. Like, this is going way out there, and it's a comic book, and it's like, he's on fire, it's cool. And I don't remember anything about the movie except the, um... When they're riding side by side, and then they're playing that ding 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 ding. I love that scene. And I'm like, that's a cool scene, and that's all I remember about the whole. I remember at the very end of the movie, Nick Cage was like, "We're gonna free you," and he's like, "No, this is my curse." And he get decided to stay as Ghost Rider, and I don't. That's all I remember. Um, but but share. Let me know because you said Ghost Rider. Hunter said Ghost Rider. I haven't seen the second one. Um, but the first one, I know. I remember that was one of the first superhero movies I remember watching actively feeling like this is cheesy. Like the first time watching it. And it wasn't just that it like, wasn't realistic, because obviously they're all superhero movies, so they're not realistic. But that this one was like. I didn't like Nicolas Cage as a superhero and it was like right really? after National Treasure <laughs> so, which I liked so. <laughs> I liked National Treasure and then this I was just like none of it works for me and I know it's like a it's like a spirit like there's like a demon that's like the theme of it is like what makes the superhero thing but the actual like enemy the bad guys the demon stuff wasn't really well done it seemed that part seemed boring like if he would have fought something cooler a little bit more threatening I don't know. It just seemed empty, I guess. Like, like there was potential for it, but I don't know. There didn't seem like a, th- a real actual threat that he was fighting the whole time. So yeah, I don't, I don't like it. But I haven't seen the second one either. Well, the second was... one wasn't good. Share. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from what I remember, I felt like the effects somehow got worse in the second one. And it seemed, I don't know, it might have been like the editing too that was really bad. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen it since it came out, so I just know I didn't like it when I came, like, came out of it. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I remember, I don't remember it really even coming out, but that is the last Marvel movie to really come out that was not... Well, I mean, because to me, the X-Men and Fantastic Four movies done by 20th Century Fox, like, they always had their own thing where I thought, okay, they're successful enough that they know what they're doing. And then Marvel Cinematic Universe existed, and then the Spider-Man movies, which are always been their own thing. Ghost Rider was the last of those, like, random, hey, let's just try. Let's mm-hmm. try to do this. And that second one was a lot, because that came out in 2012, and there really hasn't been another random Marvel movie. They've all been either streamlined by MCU... 
it's been a Spider-Man movie or it's been a X-Men slash Fantastic Four, which are all owned by Disney now. So now we're at the point where it's all Mar- it's all going to be just, just MCU now. So you're saying that the last time they ever tried kind of a random one, just said, hey, let's see what happens. You mean to tell me it didn't turn out good? Because <laughs> none of them ever turned out good, if you really think about it. All their little one-offs never turned out good. I, I kind of liked the, I liked the old Fantastic Four movies, the first two. They're fine. Mm-hmm. I, I like those for what they were in the era that they were in. I saw I those were like kind of. I saw scary. a tweet today that said, "So when you're talking about the good Fantastic Four movies, <laughs> and it shows like a picture of like the Galactus cloud eating Earth." Yeah. <laughs> you're I talking forgot, about I, this. I forgot Galactus was in that. Like mm-hmm. technically, I I thought Silver Surfer looked cool, mm-hmm. and I thought that I really dug the. The Thing's costume because in any other version they would be like CG, but like there, I'm like, I actually kind of like the costume, it, yeah. looks, it looks good. We're not talking about Fantastic Four, but I mean, like, I guess of the one assholes, were probably like the best we're gonna get, yeah, other than like Spider Man because all the other ones pretty much make <laughs> like there's a bunch that make yeah. our list, but the Ghost Riders, um, yeah, I don't know, I just don't remember much, and it's just surprising to me that they exist. Nick Cage in a Nick, movie. Nick Cage. Just see, I, I love the first time he like changed into Ghost Rider though in the first one when he's like going insane mm-hmm. and going full cage. I'd like to see how the effects hold up today because mm-hmm. I remember at the time I was like, this looks good. I probably wrong, but mm-hmm. you know, it's been a while since I've seen those. Um, probably took themselves a little too seriously, but uh, let's get to number six because these ones are pretty famous: Batman and Robin. Batnips. Bat nipples and actually, I I put Batman Forever there too. But I want to know what do you defend Batman Forever more than yes I do? Because I think Batman Forever's worse. Really, a lot. Worse. I think Val Kilmer. I I just don't like Val Kilmer. Me neither. I think you he's know? the worst of all of them. Yeah. So I think he's the only real reason. And then I love Tommy Lee Jones, but his Two Face is just. It's really cheesy. Like, but like his Jim- is like on par with with Schwarzenegger cheesy. Yeah. Like they're like kind of equals. But Jim Carrey saves Carrey, the movie. That yeah. honestly does save a huge part. And, and that's most people's excuse, but it's true. It's like, mm-hmm. man, that's a really fun performance. And so I think I like to watch Batman and Robin the same reason I like to watch Evil Dead too. It's just it's so cheesy that's enjoyable. Yeah. It's so wild and out there that you're like, I'm gonna sit down and just yeah. enjoy it. I can movie. I can enjoy Batman and Robin. Yeah. But I know it's a bad superhero. It, it's movie. like I I I enjoy Batman and Robin more than forever, but like I get why people say Robin's the worst one and but it's weird. Some of the complaints, I'm like, well, no, that was in Batman Forever. Like, the bat nipples? I'm like, well, no, that was in the first one. Mm-hmm. But Batman and Robin does have the close-ups of the bat asses, which I don't think was in Forever. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that only was introduced then. Batman and Robin just makes me laugh because it's like this whole colossal failure of, mm-hmm. of so many years building up to this moment. Because if you know Batman 1989... Even if you watch the special features on the movie today, like I consider that still to be one of the best Batman movies. Lots of people do. Mm-hmm. I consider one of Tim Burton's best movies. I'm like, he, this is amazing movie. And Batman Returns, some people even say is better. I, I, I love do. It. Uh, I'm, and so the special features, though, they always talk about, yeah, this was like a marketing play. It showed the real successful marketing of Warner Brothers because that's what all this movie was. That's like how they talk about it. And I'm like, that's a terrible way to talk about this movie in your special features. <laughs> but. 
you know, that's why it was made. It was made to make toys, and that's what they did. And that continued to build over time. Batman Returns, they're like, we can't make toys out of this, Tim, so we have to kick you out. Mm-hmm. And then Batman Forever, they're like, let's make toys. And then they rushed Batman and Robin's production. And do you know who decided what the toys, I mean, what the, not the toys, but, you know, the toy makers decided what the costumes were going to look like, what the, um, what the vehicles were going to look like, and how, well, we need to make it look different from Batman Forever because we got to make new toys. And you can hear Joel Schumacher when he's talking because here's another problem. Joel Schumacher is such a um, flamboyant director. Like, he probably, I mean, he could make a Batman movie, but you're not going to be getting a Tim Burton sequel. You're going to be getting what he did, which was kind of a 60s tribute to the original show. And he got the first movie, and he wasn't given tons of creative freedom. I mean, a lot of that movie was just, you know, try to be like Tim Burton, but, you know, we need to liven things up. Mm -hmm. And here's Jim Carrey. If you run out of ideas in the script, just have him fill the runtime, which all that movie is is that, which I don't really like. But then you get to Batman and Robin, and it's like, once again, the same mistake they made with Tim Burton on Batman Returns. They're like, you know what? You did so good in the last one. Creative freedom all the way. Just do what you want. But the only thing we have to do is you need to listen to these toy makers about what the ships are going to look like. Beyond that, do what you want. And that's why that movie turned out the way it did. But to me, that's way more interesting. Mm-hmm. That, like, just at every level of the production there was no one who ever said, wait a minute. Like, we need to stop. Mm-hmm. And it was so rushed. But I like George Clooney. I mean, <laughs> I, I do, yeah. and I know people hate him, but, like, I kind of... He's not, like, good he's not as... Bad. He's not good as, like, in the costume. But he's more as char- he's more charismatic than Val Kilmer. If you yeah. if you remember the scenes where, like, the um, when Alfred is, like, dying, he has, like, a sickness in this movie that, don't worry, uh, Mr. Freeze was able to get because his wife had the same disease and he had to cure it. It's such a but, like, there's some scenes where they have to have, like, a really serious, like, conversation where he's like, you know, I love you, Alfred. And I'm like, I buy it. I'm like, I actually buy the acting there because George Clooney, I think, is a good actor. Should he be Batman? No. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, I, I think it's better than Batman Forever, but I get why everybody hates it and hates it more than forever. But... I just think it's so funny how Warner Brothers just made that many mistakes and just kind of made the same mistakes that they did with Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. But this time around, it turned out even, like, like critically bad. <laughs> um, people have talked about this movie to death, though. Um, I don't know. I mean, is anybody surprised? It's a fun movie, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a but movie. It's not definitely not good. He does say cowabunga when he jumps out of the ship with his yeah. surfboard. And... <laughs> I know that I hope it's the very debut scene of Schwarzenegger, but it's when all of his lackeys are skating mm-hmm. and they're hockey players. I, yeah. Mr. Ice. Doesn't, they, doesn't Robin say that? They're hockey players from hell. Doesn't yeah. Say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, Holy wristed metal, Batman. Oh. <laughs> See? It's holes no, in the ground. <laughs> so stupid. Um, the the very opening scene is when Batman's like, "This is why Superman works alone." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Oh, they're already building up that they're gonna just think if uh, Nick Cage would have made that Superman movie, it would have been George Clooney uh, versus Nick Cage." <laughs> <laughs> um, what about uh, Bane? 
Bane is like the that. only part I like about that movie. <laughs> what? Like, when he shows lot. up and goes, yeah. <laughs> The big venomed out Bane. We didn't even talk cool. about the villains, because those are terrible, too. Yeah. Like, Poison Ivy's terrible. Who plays Poison Ivy? Um, that's Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yeah, that's what I thought. Have you ever heard Quentin Tarantino talk about her mm-hmm. in that movie? Like, he doesn't... It's not like they've done a whole monologue about it, but he, like... Someone brought it up to him, and he's like, yeah, that that totally was done for a paycheck. Like, he's just like, why did she do that movie? <laughs> but apparently he's seen it, and this makes me laugh. Like, she went from Pulp Fiction to that. <laughs> like, like, what? What even? Because who else is in that movie? Because um, that's not the one with Nicole. She's in the Forever. But there's another actress in the uh, movie. Um, Silverstone? Yeah, Alicia Silverstone. Alicia, Alicia, yeah. yeah. She's, she's Batgirl. Because Alfred's daughter, Alfred is like, has a computer Her nie- His niece. And, and he's like, he's like, I knew you would find this, and if you did, I have a suit prepared for you. And I'm like, why? Why? why <laughs> Just in case you stop by Wayne Manor one day. <laughs> I forgot about the back credit card. And who, who played her? Oh, yeah. Alicia Silverstone. Is that Clueless? Is that yeah. Nice? Okay, that's what I thought. Right so off I the heels of Clueless, they're like, you want to be Batwoman? You want to be Batgirl now? Oh, yeah, sweet. Um... Yeah, he has a bat Batman cr- bat credit card. <laughs> Never leave the cave without it. See, I'm sorry, but this movie is <laughs> no, way just... more memorable. And at that scene, you have to know that they are not making a serious movie anymore. Like this <laughs> is a comedy straight out of the Adam West yeah, TV show. It is Adam West. That is the best Adam West. Like, it's like one Shark of those like repellent. tributes that someone does mm-hmm. online, but someone gave like a huge budget to it, and they're like, "Just go wild," because I know you love the '60s, man. And he's like, "All right, you know, I'm just this." I'm just an extravagant director, and hey, give me. I mean, he made one. Good, he made uh, he made the Lost Boys. People like that. So okay. Joel Schumacher has made good movies. He I love just, the Lost Boys. He probably just shouldn't have done Batman, but <laughs> we can move on. That movie's so quotable, actually. You kind of forget. You should watch it sometime. It's Batman and Robin, not Batman and Batman. <laughs> <laughs> we killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> the Ice Age. <laughs> Come on, sing! <laughs> Let's get some ice. Let's get some ice. Um, number five is X Men Origins Wolverine. Um, this can be this can be a one sentence review. How dare you do that to Deadpool? Done. Like that's like all you need mm-hmm. that alone has is like the reason everybody hates this movie is that not on top of just making a boring Wolverine movie with a very what for the last three movies was a really interesting compelling character turn him into something that's just boring um but then you have Deadpool in the movie Ryan Reynolds you know he's got this you, cute fresh face and he's so excited and then you, they're like we're gonna so okay. much shit so you know, Ryan Reynolds played the same character at three different Marvel franchise movies. Yeah, Ch- Blade, Blade Trinity. Trinity. Yeah, no, if, you, if, you, if you if you if you watch Blade Trinity, the first part with Wade Wilson in X Men Origins, and then Deadpool, there's like a through line. Yeah, it's like the same. It's like <laughs> you can almost follow like that journey. Just when he gets to like Deadpool, they cut his mouth open or something, but. <laughs> God, I, when I saw X-Men Origins, I, I think I saw it after Deadpool had come out. And I was like... Really? Yeah, I, it Weird. took me years to finally get to it, but I, I saw finally... I Oh, jeez. 
I finally understood why people. I mean, for one, already the effects in it are terrible. Young Patrick Stewart, yikes! And the fight sequence where they like fight on top of that building, him versus Deadpool, is just mm-hmm. like. And he's not Deadpool. What's his official name? And it's like. X something. It's like Weapon X. Is that something like that? Yeah, yeah something like that. There's so many X Men things, but he's not supposed to be Deadpool because even in the official continuity, they're like, well, that's not the actual Deadpool. And. Uh, he's actually this different Deadpool that was around 30 years earlier that just happens to look like Wade Wilson, so that's why the new Deadpool movies can fit in the continuity. And meanwhile, no. Deadpool 2 is like, goes back to Wolverine Origins and shoots him in the face. It just doesn't care. <laughs> um, but the the biggest thing I hate about X-Men, you guys can talk about it if you have anything else, but like the biggest thing I hate about it is that the second movie and the first movie really built up how terrifying the whole turning into Wolverine thing was and how like Brian Cox's character William Stryker was this terrible human being that did terrible things to him but was like emotionally manipulative to him and how he like tore up his body it was like the worst procedure ever that all you got of it was these um, really quick flashes but it's just supposed to be terrible and bloody then we get the origins and we see it like happen they show the whole scene and it's not horrific at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's your problem. You, if you, because you can't go too horrific because you gotta be PG-13. I get that, and you maybe don't want to be too grotesque. But it's like, that's why it worked in the other movies because they don't show everything. Here, you could have still gotten away without showing everything, but you did, and now it doesn't look as terrible. So that kind of takes away from the other movies the idea of how terrible it was. Mm-hmm. And I, it doesn't make me not care about Wolverine, but when I already don't care about him in this movie, I'm like, wow, and that's really doesn't even help so I always hate that part of the movie so much that they decided to do the whole thing rush it and make it look just not bad but we got so many characters that we haven't gotten yet like Gambit or the Blob I hate it. I forgot Gambit's even in the movie. <laughs> it's Channing Tatum. Didn't, so wasn't funny. Will I Am in this movie? Yeah. Will <laughs> I Am's in the movie. <laughs> this is a movie that it takes place in the 70s and you would never guess. Like, <laughs> the only reason you know is like, we're in Vietnam. And like, I guess it's the 70s. <laughs> like, it's, or it's the 60s. Or it's uh, when. It's post Vietnam, so it's late 70s probably. Mm-hmm. It's a few years after. So I, I thought it was Vietnam, and I'm like, this just... Yikes. You got anything to say about it? I mean, I, it's terrible. Everyone knows it's bad. Mm. I enjoy watching it, and I, I wasn't big on the comics yet, so I didn't know that that was Deadpool. I didn't know he was being butchered, and so I was like, this guy's really scary, you know? Like, having that baseline, <laughs> I, I only... just watching it, not knowing who he's supposed to be, I'm like, this guy's really scary. The only <laughs> thing I was thinking during that fight was, okay, he's got... Katana's coming out of his arms. How does he move his elbows? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this doesn't logistically make sense, guys. He's short enough to where they only fit in the forearm because he's. They make. I thought they came down forearm. like this far. They look way longer. Like when they're on the table, they look way longer. But then when he's actually sitting there, they're actually not that crazy long. Okay. But uh, I'm before I found out the, the whole Deadpool stuff. You know, before that was a big deal because. Deadpool wasn't, like, a hot topic thing yet, you know, like, when that movie came out. Yeah. Um, for me, the thing that I was like, man, this looks just bad, is, was the, the digital effects. Like, when his claws come out for the first time, and he's, like, in the bathroom, and he's, like, sparking them on each other for some reason, Mm -hmm. I'm like, these knives 
claws look so gross and just not just ugly you know but I also did like a whole movie of just Wolverine so I think me and Peter saw it in theaters together but uh yeah it's alright I mean it's not I think it deserves a place on the list but at the same time I don't hate it as much as most people hate it I uh, don't like it I think it's the worst X-Men movie but it is the worst X-Men movie for sure I mean, until New Mutants come out that's true yeah we'll see what happens with that Disney's gonna be like we're not releasing that (laughs) it would be amazing actually what if that's like the best X-Men movie and we're like really now they're over and that was the greatest thing ever um we can move on though uh that's the only X-Men movie on the list so so congratulations guys but I mean we did probably put what's generally known as the worst X-Men movie you know besides Deadpool 2 but (laughs) wait I'm kidding um Alright, number four. Uh, not really my pick, or... Well, I don't... Did you... You might put it on your list, but... Uh, Justice League. Mm. 2017 Justice League. Um, say what Say what you want about it, because I, I don't think it's a bad movie. But go on. I think it's... Total, garbage. Total pile of ass. It's, it's burning garbage fire of everything I love. Yeah. It's oh. just like the butthole of Satan. <laughs> Pooping out on everything is nice, good, and cool. It's like when Human Torch applies for a bank loan, but then gets denied because he has bad credit. Yes. Yeah. Basically, (laughs) I I get why you don't like it because if you watch the other Zack Snyder movies and you watch that, you're like, what Mm -hmm. happened? It is a rushed mess. They were trying to just. Well, it's weird because, like, you watch Batman v Superman and you can feel like, man, they're trying to set everything up so they can get to the Avengers, you know, of their universe, Justice League. Mm -hmm. And they're worried that this whole uh, phase is going to go away quick. And then it's weird because if you hear about the production troubles and then you hear what happened after Batman v Superman came out, the inside stories, the fact that it didn't do as well as Warner Brothers saw it was going to do, basically the whole culture shift there... It seemed like what happened was they decided, you know what we should do? Especially given the lineup that they have now of movies coming out. They're like, how about we don't try to be like the Avengers? And then it was like they looked over at Justice League and they're like, this movie's already in production, so what do we do? And they're like, well, we just have to finish it. Zach, can you finish it? And then, you know, sadly he couldn't because, you know, he had to leave the production. So it was like, what do we do now? We still need to finish this. And we wanted to make more money. And we want it to be like the Avengers, but also we want to be, like, done with this and kind of just start over. So how do we just get this out there and just hopefully people will see it and then make money, just enough money so we could just forget about it. And then they're like, Joss Whedon, he, he directed uh, Avengers, he'll be fine. And it does feel very much like two butting head directors. Not even that they were butting heads, but Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder are very different people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Make very different movies. And this is exhibit A of why you just can't really do that. Will they ever release the Snyder Cut? Probably not. Does it even exist? I don't think one exists. I don't think so either. If he left production, there's no way he was around to finish, you know. Even if, like, it was just him leaving post-production and that's all they would need is the post-production stuff, 
I don't know. It's like you still have to look at dailies and know if you want to reshoot stuff. And I know they did reshoots, but they did like major reshoots, mm-hmm. major unplanned reshoots. Like Henry Cavill grew a mustache, <laughs> unplanned yeah. reshoots. And I mean, I don't know. I still like. Here's the thing. I at the time of seeing it, I was like, I enjoyed it. It had kind of a lame final act, but a lot of superhero movies do, where it's mm-hmm. just like they're kind of. Eh. But I still enjoyed it. I thought I had fun, and I thought. It was better um, tributes to the characters, how they originally were in the other movies, but I was like, should it necessarily be that way? Because mm-hmm. shouldn't we be trying to do our own new thing, but at the same time, I personally liked it, but also I haven't seen it since it came out, so mm-hmm. what does that say about it? I saw it, I saw it twice. I saw it in theaters, and I saw it a few weeks, no, a few months later. I saw it, and uh, hated it just as much the second time, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just well, like I said, you know, you like it if, if they were doing a new thing, and I thought Zack Snyder was doing a new thing, you know. Which I never, I, I didn't like Batman v Superman, and Man of Steel was fine, but I was like, part of me was like, I really like that Justice League has the Superman theme, the original in it, and I like that he's ripping off his clothes and he's flying in the air. Mm-hmm at the end of it like the Christopher Reeve ones and I like that the original Batman theme's in here and I like that they have the jokey quips but at the same time I was like this really isn't the direction they were originally going in and not that I like the direction they were going in but I feel like they could have done something better like they were at least you know doing something different from Avengers and they could grow to a point where it would be better case in point Aquaman Shazam and Wonder Woman which I think have proven that they can do something different from the Avengers. So, Justice League, I think, is just one of those sad cases where the movie was already started, but things had already changed by the time Batman v Superman came out, and by the time Justice League came out, they're like, we don't even want to be either company. We just have this movie now, and we need to release it, so let's just get it over with. Justice League should have been the highest-grossing movie of all time, because it literally has Batman and Superman in it and Wonder Woman it should have been a movie people were waiting years for. Mm-hmm. The fact that it didn't even crack a billion dollars says a lot. And uh, I, I think I think in retrospect it's going to get even worse reviews. I mean, you already hate it. If, if the people who are fans of the franchise hate it, and people like me who aren't even really fans just have forgotten about it by now, mm-hmm. what's that going to say about it? Yeah. Chloe, what would you think of Justice League? Never saw it. Well, there you go. <laughs> She was one of the. I'm missing anything. You're one of the two hundred million dollars they needed. You're one of them. One of those two hundred million dollar bills. <laughs> Wonder Bros is gonna suffer and starve now because of you. <laughs> number three, Daredevil, the two thousand three version. There are two worse ones. The seesaw fight. The seesaw fight. <laughs> Someone, someone told me they were like, "Hey, the under the the uh, the underrated uncut version is better. The original cut's better." Justin, watch that version. And I said, "Okay, does it have the seesaw fight?" <laughs> They're like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> it does, but it's a better movie. It's not. It's like it's a case where both cuts are the same. Like, none of them do anything better. Like they just rearrange things." And I'm like, "Well." 
and it's a longer movie. So actually, yeah, you I, get more John Favreau, which is always nice. True. I forgot it. he was even in that. He yeah. played Foggy, played right? Foggy, it was yeah. great because it's like I always think John Favreau was on that set because everyone, you know, like I'm always like, how did John Favreau go from Elf, which I'm good movie, but like, how do you go from Elf to Iron Man? Like, mm-hmm. how? How did he just know how to make that good of a movie? I just picture him, like, behind the scenes, like, trying to give, like, pointers or, like, ideas, and then yeah. just shooting him down. Guys, what if we did uh, ACDC? <laughs> Shut up, John. Oh, we're gonna do wake me uh, up oh, in time. That's from this. Yeah, that was made for this movie, wasn't it? Save me, call my name, and save me from the run. That song was not written for Daredevil. Yeah, it was. It was on the original song. Well, I don't know if it was written for it, but it is on the original soundtrack. It's on the original soundtrack. soundtrack, The music video is on the Blu-ray, and it was released in conjunction with the movie. I don't know if it was written (laughs) for it. That's weird. It's weird. (laughs) Because that's Evanescence's number one song. Her fighting the sandbags. (laughs) I'll give this... And it's weird because I'll give the movie this. It kills off Elektra, which is like... Honestly, at that time, there was no other superhero movie that really did anything as ballsy as that. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, they killed off the love interest in the first movie. Mm-hmm. However, they did have a sequel planned, and they brought her back. So I guess maybe that was the plan did all along. I don't know if they had the, the sequel planned initially. I well, think that's why I was like wondering. Afterthought. But it's like, I'll give the movie credit, though, still. that I, I still give it the credit, at least. Even though I'm like, yeah, she came back to life, but... At the time, I don't think anyone knew that was going to happen, and, you know, it's... I still think, like... I mean, it's, even now, it's, like, ballsy, because no other movie has done that. However, the character wasn't interesting, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> what did you guys think of Ben Affleck as Matt Murdock? I don't hate Ben Affleck, is my problem. Hmm. Because I actually like him as an actor, I think he's a very genuine person too, which mm-hmm. like I think throws me off because I'm like, I think I he's just hard on sleeves. I think I think I think I end up liking him in movies more than I should, but I didn't really see the problem with him as Daredevil until the new show came out, yeah. and I saw that guy as Daredevil, and I was like, so that's what a better Daredevil is. Okay, I'm... a better directed Daredevil. He's yeah. a phenomenal actor, but like. Only in, I've never seen him in a movie yet. I can't remember his name. The Chris something. I don't know. He was in um, that Stephen Hawking movie. The theory of everything. Yeah, okay. he's in that. He's I like him as an actor. He just seems more of like a TV actor already. Mm-hmm. But like, if you were to tell me that, <clears throat> if you were to tell me that Zack Snyder was gonna direct a Daredevil movie. In like 2019, starring Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck. <laughs> I'd be like, hell yes! Like not knowing that that old Daredevil had happened and seeing how he did Batman, like I would be all on board. So like, if they were to somehow have introduced him into like the Marvel universe and mm-hmm. as a movie and casted him, I'd be on board. If I hadn't known that, that original, because I think it was just he is a good actor. He just had poor directing. It's just. That's what it was. I think it was just horribly directed and produced movie. I don't know what else Mark Steven Johnson has done, but he was the director on this movie. And, uh, yeah, I think it was just... Because, you know, even... It's weird, like, Ben Affleck was cast mostly because 
Kevin Smith suggested it. He was like, <laughs> hey, you should cast him. And he was like, all right. I mean, Kevin Smith had written a comic book of Daredevil. They used a lot of his material for this movie. If you remember, Kevin Smith's actually in Daredevil. Is he? Um, he's in it as one of the coroners. Uh, oh. So he... And I always forget he's in it. And the other like, one is Jason Mewes. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of the dead bodies. <laughs> but... Um, I there's like moments I really like him in this movie. Like um, I do like him during one particular scene when he's in the bar and the place is on fire and he's going after a guy and he's like, "Time to play, to pay the devil is due." And I'm like, "That's a line that's stupid." But the way he kind of like smiles about it and he's like having fun in the role, I'm like, I really wish the whole performance was like that because mm-hmm. he's taking these silly lines and he's kind of doing what like Michael Keaton did with Batman. Mm-hmm. Ironically, they were both Batman, but like he can smile these lines and you can like buy it and not laugh at it. Do you yeah. want to get nuts? <laughs> Let's get nuts. <laughs> yeah. But like the rest of the movie's not really like that. The rest of it, he's just kind of like pretty mellow and. I don't know. I I don't like Kingpin in the movie. Yeah. And uh, what Colin Farrell? I hate <laughs> him a lot. He's the saving grace of this movie. I remember being so scared of him. Like the first scene where he's like on the plane and he kills an old lady with a peanut. <laughs> flicks a peanut down her throat. He dies. See, that's what I mean. Though. I'm like, like, what if that happens to me someday? Wasn't there a tattoo like, guy too? Or is that Electra? I don't remember. There was a guy who had, like, tattoos that came alive or something? That's an Electra. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, I'm like, that's, a... that's an Electra. Okay. <laughs> Colin Farrell, though, like, as soon as he shows up, like, on the airplane, mm-hmm. and he's, like, doing that... Like, he does that thing at the bar, too, where he takes that, like, paper clip, and he just, like, throws it in that guy's throat. Like, you could just tell, like, and his annoyance of that lady to the point where he's like, I'm gonna kill her with this peanut. Like, you can tell... Colin Farrell is not supposed to be in, like, this Daredevil movie. He's supposed to be in a way, like, a more obnoxious, uh, like, what if um, the guy who directed Kick-Ass and Kingsman directed a Daredevil movie? He would be in that Daredevil movie. Yeah. Where it's, like, really um, hyperactive action sequences Mm -hmm. and, like, really colorful sets. Like, he deserves to be in that. In this movie, he feels out of place, but I love him. Yeah, and he probably deserved a better movie because he's like, he's crazy. He's like insane in this movie. Mm-hmm. He he overacts it, but I love it. Yeah, I like Colin, Colin Farrell in this. Don't like Jennifer Garner. Were, were they together yet, or was this the movie that got <laughs> this is together? What got them together? So well, no, it actually did it. I well, no, I think this was the. Can one. you imagine like watching it and, and trying to picture what kind of sexual tension they must have, like? <laughs> behind the scenes like of this movie of all movies yeah there's a lot of sexual tension and that tear tower and they're like yeah. <laughs> now we're you know what's funny is that you watch the blu-ray special features too and it's like they put so much time into that scene to get the choreography done perfectly and I'm just like and it was such a waste because it's such a stupid scene like it's it's cool that they did it all practically but come on like this is stupid like this makes like that's the first time they met that's the first time they met, and they're doing that. And it's just like, how do you know how to fight? How do you know how to fight? That's another case where, like, in season two of Daredevil, when you meet Elektra, you're like, wow, so that's how you do Elektra. Mm-hmm. And I know people even have problems with her in that, but it's like, I think she's done better than this, so. Oh, Daredevil. Do you want to be Spider-Man, I guess? But, like, hey, let's uh, let's really... 
uh, promote ourselves to the Hot Topic kids of the time. <laughs> Such one, a weird movie. One Hot Topic was cool. I told Gobo before the podcast, I'm like, that movie could have only been made in 2003. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would have been completely different in any other year. They're developing a video game, too. They are developing They one? were. Oh, they were. It did never come out, did it? Uh-uh. That's just, well, I wonder if they saw the box office they're like, yeah, never mind. Like, just forget about it. <laughs> Let's just forget about this movie and make that Electro movie because it's got Jennifer Garner. That will be a huge success. Mm-hmm. Want to move on to number two? Mm-hmm. Fant Four Stick. Fant Four Stick, yeah. <laughs> did this make all of our lists? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have did- we all seen the 2015 Fant Four Stick? One time in... I mean, you see anything? Yeah, that's the only time I've seen it. Yeah, only time I've seen it. Were but you with us? I might have been. I you know I've it, seen right? it once, but I don't remember when I saw it. it must have been. I don't know. Damn memorable experience. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite cinema going experiences was this movie. Really? No. <laughs> it's, it was. I saw this movie at the 9 a.m. showing. This was back when I lived in Floodwood, so this was the drive. Mm-hmm. 9 a.m. With, with Peter and the gang. And we're like, let's just... Because we weren't even excited, but we're like, well, it's Marvel. We see them all, so we might as well. Mm-hmm. And... Hoofda. And I remember the reviews started coming in, and I was like, I cannot believe it. Like, is it really going to be this bad? Because like mm-hmm. Zach said, you said earlier, like, this is going to be the Dark Knight of the Fantastic Four series. And I kind of thought that, too. I was like, this one's actually going to be really good. Mm -hmm. Like, this one, they got the good cast. Mm -hmm. They got the director of Chronicle. It's going to have a bit of a darker tone, but they're going to really, like, pace the story out well. It's going to have good effects. The villain's going to be scary. What could go wrong? Oh, man. (laughs) It's just terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, the scenes of horror are out of place the scenes where he's blowing up heads um you know he took influence from Cronenberg and I'm like yeah that should be in a Cronenberg movie not here mm-hmm. <laughs> the origin of the clobbering time are you kidding me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my brother used to beat me up and say clobbering time no I use it I, you know I've taken that word for myself I'm like oh yeah <laughs> I just remember like everything that was supposed to be horrific was either whoa like what the heck and, mm-hmm. or it was just kind of laughable like the scene where Miles Teller like wakes up and he's like, he's all stretched out after waking up and he's like, "What's wrong with me?" And yeah. I'm just like laughing because I'm like, it looks so bad. Yeah, he's the worst person I could ever think of to play that character. Miles Teller, yeah. Miles Teller stretched out. Who wants to see that? <laughs> Good God, no. The one like random scene I have in my head is the thing chasing read through the woods yeah because they were all turned against each other or something he's like he's like a mercenary for the government basically i forgot about that like yeah for a while miles teller like goes on his own right he like he's on the run because yeah and he like he he like morphs his face to look different but it barely looks different and and they're using like they're using clobbering time the thing as like a weapon I forgot about all this crap. Like, but it, man, it's flooding back. Oh, the, uh, what's his name? Doom, Dr. Doom. He's mm-hmm. just a hacker, computer hacker. Yeah, he's not scary at all, there really. There is no Victor, only Doom. <laughs> that was in this movie. I'm like, really? 
we're, we're, we're lifting line from Ghostbusters where it was supposed to be a joke in that movie but here we're supposed to take it seriously and they gotta do the whole damn portal thing again which every movie was doing the portal thing at the time portal in the sky and even the action sequences they don't even really use their powers to their full capabilities like Miles Teller like he punches up from a distance <laughs> and I'm like okay and and the final the final blow to Doctor Doom is it's clobbering time it's this terrible slow motion shot of the thing punching him and that's like wow how epic right I don't even remember how it ends do they just, end on that planet do they go back to that dimension yeah and well, the very end, they're basically at the Avengers compound, right? Like, not the Avengers yeah. compound, but they're like, <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. We, we should be a team. It's like, yeah, that sounds fantastic. Wait, what did you say? He's like, I said it sounds fantastic. And that's like how the movie ends. Yeah. Like, oh, is that how they got the Fantastic Four? <laughs> <laughs> I was like taking a step back. Like, having a mini orgasm. <laughs> no, they all just break down. Maybe, <laughs> guys. I got it. <laughs> I know what we're going to call this. The foreskins. <laughs> <laughs> the foreskins. Kate Mara's hair just keeps changing because they were reshooting. And Michael B. Jordan I like in this movie, but yeah. he's kind of good in everything. Mm-hmm. And even then, when he becomes the Human Torch, it's just like... He looks horrible as the Human Torch itself when he's on fire. Which is like, how do you do that? How do you make that look good? I'm like, I don't know, but this movie didn't do it. So, like, I don't I don't know how you would make it look good. It, in every incarnation, it's kind of looked awkward. Mm-hmm. But here, it looked worse than the 2005 series, I thought. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you're... I don't know how they're ever going to do that right. Well, Chris, Chris Evans did a really good job as Johnny Storm, too. Well, because with him, like... He was like a believe because like the Fantastic Four in the two thousand five was it was simpler like they really kept the character simple and they didn't try to give like complexities to them they tried to keep them as generic as probably the original comic book was but that helped it because Johnny Storm he's like oh he's this young reckless kid that's it and it worked because you know Chris Evans was good at playing the young reckless kid. In this movie, they're like, Michael B. Jordan's a young, reckless kid, but he's also someone who's like a college dropout, but he like has the money to go to college, but he doesn't use his expertise to their full potential. And adding all these dimensions, and I'm like, then he just turns into this boring character who mm. takes his car hot-rodding, and mm. I think, he, did, did he crash it on purpose? Is that what happens in the movie? I don't remember. It, it's just like stupid, though. I'm like, just keep it simple, because then his character becomes eh, Michael B. Jordan. Like, he's just doing what he did in Creed, which... Dude, you did Creed, like, I and you're good, so you're good here, but, like, mm-hmm. this is not the same character. I feel like it's not a good character. That's the whole movie, though, like, it's just not good characters, not interesting, not an interesting-looking movie, an ugly mm-hmm. movie, ugly shots, ugly, s- just, and we expected probably a lot more at this point. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, I, I have never had a wish to ever see it again. I'll see it again someday, but yeah, I'm with you. I don't no desire to see it again. For me, the best Fantastic Four movie is still the '94 unreleased one. I still think that's the best one because I'm like, that's the only one that good balanced story, and they're just like, 
you know, it's it's goofy like the comics, but like it takes itself seriously, and I kind of like that. This movie was like, we're gonna take it so seriously, but we're gonna do it dark and bloody, and I'm influenced by Cronenberg. And I mean, Josh Trank just went nuts because of it. And he basically disappeared for the last four years. He's back on Twitter now, and he's like making a new movie, so it's like he's back. And all he does is trash that movie. Like, anytime he's brought up, he's like, yep, that's... He doesn't even, like, include in his filmography on his, like, mm. Twitter page. He's like, I did Chronicle and his new movie with Tom Hardy. He's like, Fantastic Four does not exist. <laughs> um, all right, do you want to do number one or you want to do honorable mentions first? Uh, or do you want to just do it? Should we say it? There was one movie that I think we all pretty much agreed on. This is the worst superhero movie ever, and that's the 2018 flick Avengers Infinity War. This movie was so bad, guys. Like, I was not a fan of when Mary Poppins showed up. I'm like, who does that? <laughs> who does that? Are you guys not going to join in this no. joke? <laughs> that scene where Kit from Knight Rider <laughs> took the stones and killed everyone, I was like, Really? I was expecting something more from you, Marvel. <laughs> it's, like, actually a really new movie, though. Um, yeah, which is surprising. That's so new. Because cool. when you said 2018, like, it's 2019. <laughs> Whoa, that is a new movie for us. Chloe will be happy, though. M. Night Shyamalan's Glass. Glass. Where it deserves to be. <laughs> In hell. <laughs> when we started discussing this, there was one movie that kind of kept popping up, and... It was, all of them, like, it kind of popped up higher on the list, but this isn't one that's been talked about a lot in retrospect yet, because it hasn't really been out long enough for, I think, people to really analyze it, but I think there's one definitive um, review that most people have given it, and that... bad. Bad. So disappointing. Yeah. Like, everything that was promised with that twist ending and split, and... You know, coming out after Unbreakable, it's like, wow, what is this movie gonna be? And just it was, it did everything wrong. I, I felt like the longer the time goes on, the more I don't like it. The more I think about it, the more I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just like you could go piece by piece about it, about every single thing that I really don't like about it. But it's just really the fact that. As a whole, I was expecting to just see this, not like a complex movie, because it's M. Night Shyamalan, not to say that, he, he, just, he doesn't really do complex movies anymore, but he did a good movie with Split, it's a good horror movie. Here, I was just expecting Bruce Willis and James McAvoy to fight, and for Samuel L. Jackson to tinker with it. Mm-hmm. And we get that. Kind of. <laughs> this movie was made for $20 million, and it shows... It's not a big budget movie. Mm-hmm. There isn't a lot of action in the movie. Not that it needs it, but there's not really a lot of mystery to the movie. We tr- we try to add mystery to the movie, but it's stuff that we already know about. We go over what James McAvoy can do. To a weird extent, because more people probably had seen Split than they saw Unbreakable years mm-hmm. earlier. And... It's like, oh, let's reintroduce his character over and over and over again. I'm like, we already know what he is. I'm like, people don't even know what Unbreakable is, but yeah, Bruce Willis feels like he's not even in the movie. Like, mm. he doesn't have any lines. He doesn't say anything. And 
even I mean it's called glass and there's still very few parts with glass in it mm-hmm. you know it's just it's and, too much going on yeah. in the wrong ways yeah. and all of the glass parts are so dumb yeah. like I don't think there's Blatantly a single stupid. scene with glass that I like at all there's none. none none that make him look scary yeah and like well, I think we brought it up in the episode that we did about it, but, like, when it does seem like he's, like, kind of scary and, like, doing something really smart, like, they explain it. Like, how he's mm-hmm. putting the pills in his chair, and he's like, yeah. look at this. And yeah. Like, but then the stuff where you're like, how are you getting out of your room? Yeah. Like, no one cares to explain. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's such a, like, the movie, it's not, it's not good on its own or as part of a trilogy let alone the cap of the trilogy mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's bad on all three of those fronts you know and because it's a movie like specifically it's not like a movie that happens to have superheroes this movie is about the, the whole premise and idea of superheroes among normal people and it does such a cheesy stupid just straight bad idea, like way of talking about superheroes you know whatever commentary that is it's just not good at doing it and I think the worst parts are the Shyamalan parts, the blatantly Shyamalan parts. <laughs> Literally, the whole thing. Horrible. So, Shyamalan showing up. Yeah. Oh God. I, I, so I remember you. Were you a security? I'm like really, really twenty years ago. It's like yeah, yeah, I really changed my life around after that. Now I'm the security analysis mm-hmm. guy from Split, and I'm like, okay, oh, bye. It's all the same <laughs> universe. And he also hit Mel Gibson's wife with a truck. It all <laughs> connects. <laughs> No, it's stupid. Like, uh, and like I said, they add mystery where you don't need it. It's making things complex that aren't really complex. Sarah Paulson is terrible in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever M. Night Shyamalan told her to do, I'm like, why? I never felt like she was as bad as you guys said. She's just... I like her in general, but... She had the least interesting performance out of everyone else. Except for, like, the kids. I don't know. I like the kids. But. I just and it's well. It's also annoying that like, um, was it um, what's her name? Uh, something Taylor Joy. Yeah, like from the from Split. There's no reason for her really to be in this movie, except I guess they wanted her for the death scene of mm-hmm. James McAvoy, which okay, but uh. I don't, but that's pretty much it. Like, they keep trying to add these connections between her and Bruce Willis's son, too. And at the end of the movie. Glass's mom. Yeah, and it's like, at the end of the movie, here's the thing. I, I, the one thing I actually kind of liked about the movie, there's two moments, and it's really more the music, because I like the music. Mm-hmm. But I like the scene where Bruce Willis kind of remembers that he's a superhero, which the premise of it is stupid. Like, they tried to build up that Sarah Paulson saying, no, this is all in your mind. And I'm like, that's interesting. They don't really develop it at all. They instead decide to use it as a proxy for this whole four-leaf clover gang, which is one of the, like, three twists are in this movie, which that is one of the... To me, that was the worst M. Night Shyamalan twist ever. Mm-hmm. Only because not only was it introduced last second, but it built up to nothing, and it was pretty much ruined five minutes later when mm-hmm. what they were doing was negated by the other twist, which the other twist was good. Samuel L. Jackson having all that footage shown to everybody of them fighting. I'm like, oh, that was his real plan all along? So he was kind of the good guy, but he's the bad yeah. guy? I was like, oh, that's interesting, but why use this stupid twist to cover that up? And yeah. I didn't like 
either of those twists. The only twist I will, I was like, oh, that's actually cool, is that Split's dad, the guy at died on the train. Died on the train, yeah. and that was also orchestrated on accident. Had but it had to do with glass. I'm like, oh, that's really cool and smart. I'm glad mm-hmm. that's. But then the other two twists, I'm like, all right, well, I was already wowed once, and this did deliver. Oh, this really did deliver. <laughs> and it's, it's like, yeah, like the one line glass has is, oh, it's like, how does it happen that I create both the hero and the villain? And I'm like, that is so interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just too bad that we don't really develop it, and all this stuff. Like, it seems like all these twists and all these major moments are happening on this blacktop, uh, really boring-looking area the yeah. entire time. And they keep Front building up. Asylum. Yeah, and I'm like, they keep building up that they're gonna have this fight, they're gonna have this battle on the building, and it doesn't happen. And to me, that's interesting because it throws everyone off, and it, you know, it does something different from other superhero movies, and that's like being used as a way to distract you from what the real twist and the real purpose is here. Mm-hmm. However, the real purpose and twist here is kind of stupid. It doesn't really develop itself much. And the thing it substitutes it for, hey, we're on the blacktop outside the asylum, is so boring, and you can just see right through the fact that it's a $20 million movie. I wish, if M. Night Shyamalan wanted to go crazy, mm-hmm. which he kind of didn't with this movie, he really kept it simple for the most part, Weirdly enough, and that kind of makes it boring, but also, I really wish they would have just gave him more money to make it at least a better looking movie, because it's not, it's just not a good looking movie, even. Yeah. So, it's just, and I was like, yeah, Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis especially wanted to make a sequel to Unbreakable for years, and here it's just like, it doesn't even seem like they want to be there. I'm like, what happened? Mm -hmm. So... I give credit to James McAvoy, but I would say, yeah, this should be number one because as far as disappointment level, all the other movies we've listed, I really didn't expect much from any of them. Mm-hmm. This one, I did. I expected mm-hmm. a lot. I expected a ton from Justice League. Well. But, <laughs> holy crap. I kind of, my, my thoughts on that changed after, like, well, seeing Batman v Superman and then, like, knowing that Zack Snyder wasn't going to be putting his Zack Snyder-esque into it yeah. that made me like really uninterested because I was like oh so it's kind of just be a general for the audiences yeah. let's make them happy kind of movie made me happy but at the same time I'm like eh. Glass is just to me a colossal failure of writing of someone trying to do these really cool ideas that he did in Unbreakable but filling it up with things that don't need to be there mm-hmm. with mysteries that aren't interesting characters that are interesting and a dumb twist involving the four three three dumb twists yeah, all know. of them were dumb i hated it all <laughs> but unbreakable split are great unbreakable's amazing see and i also good. split is probably the only movie of Shyamalan that i actually like split mm-hmm. and six cents are all right the rest are terrible unbreakable just i don't know it brings me to this whole another place when i watch it and i'm like that just to me feels like a masterpiece like a movie that I don't know what it even it just it just feels like it's saying something so profound Mm -hmm. but you know you you just you hate I hate (laughs) Shyamalan but yeah we have a whole podcast on Glass if you want to go and listen to it but I think we definitely even hate it more now yeah as time went on we definitely 
I don't think I can hate it more. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, well, we're at an hour and a half right now. Yeah, I mean, we could we're not talking extensive about some honorable mentions, but if I had to add something to the list, it'd be Electra. It's pretty bad. Haven't ever seen it. I wonder why. It's not. It doesn't have as much rock music as as uh, Daredevil, but it has about the half the movie is just training montages or montages of something in general there's like this really weird scene of her like assorting out like there's like a bowl of fruit she like takes all the fruit out of the bowl and like lays organizes it like <laughs> according to like shape and walks away and you never find out why but she never <laughs> the movie never explains it nice. so I was like does she have OCD or not it's just I don't know it's a bad movie all, all together um, I put as a mention Amazing Spider-Man 2 because I was a big fan of the 2012 movie. I love all the Spider-Man movies. 2012 movie, to me, was a good origin story that set up a lot of promise for the sequels mm-hmm. and a lot of good characters for the sequels. And then Spider-Man 2 was like, hey, let's set up a, six set, uh, a Sinister Six movie and... Um, let's introduce as many things as possible because I guess we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Even though like you're at movie number two, so just uh, just a colossal studio mess that I think does a big disservice to Spider-Man. Completely out of tone with the rest of any Spider-Man movies of what he should be, mm-hmm. and I've never liked it. Uh, mine would be X-Men <laughs> Three: The Last Stand. <laughs> uh. X-Men and X2 both set up what would be a great like trilogy or series and Last Stand I feel like was just a, a giant garbage pile. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. Me and Justin are just time before you guys got here. We really like Last Stand. Really? Yeah, we we <laughs> I, don't agree with the rest of the world that it sucks. We like, like it. I don't like it at all. There's, like, X2's the best and then it they made Last Stand and then Origins and after Last Stand, it just was bad. It was all bad. Everything after that? <laughs> well, I mean, Last Stand on. Until Logan. Or Kelsey. I guess until First Class was good. Kelsey Grammer. That's the only good thing. Best casting ever. It's, that's <laughs> the only good thing. I love the ending of that movie, too. Like, I think they actually really pulled off that ending. Mm-hmm. And, like... I like that Gene doesn't really get fixed. I like that... I wasn't emotionally attached at that point. I didn't care. I just thought it was kind of ballsy. I was like, they, they killed her off for... I mean, they already killed her off once, but they actually killed her off for good. They killed off Patrick Stewart, mostly. They killed off Scott. They did not have been... Like, so one thing I don't like is that they kill off Scott immediately. They killed that. the leader of the team. Well, he couldn't be in the movie. He was busy doing another Brian Singer movie that year. He was in Superman Returns. That's, like, why he wasn't really in The Last Stand. He couldn't, like, do both, I guess. And he decided to go with Brian Singer, because he's like, I like you more. Um, yeah. Mistake. Are we ready for controversy? We're all gonna fight you. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. That's okay. Uh, Iron Man 3. Oh, weird, really? <laughs> yeah, that was for a joke real. This whole time. No. I know you don't like it. I don't I'm like it. Oh, no, I have my reasons, though. Oh, Here we go. It was boring. Oh, 
I thought the script was terrible. Whoa, like no. all of the, there were too many one-liners. No. They didn't land. What? It was bad. The me. humor was bad. I hated the Mandarin. And you know what? You just talking about it. I like want to watch it. I know. So good. That was so good. Let's watch it. You know what's crazy? Like I, you know, I love other MCU movies more than Iron Man three. But I, I think I've seen Iron Man three the most, and I'm more willing to put that movie in before anything because I'm like. That movie gets Tony Stark down so perfectly, mm-hmm. and it's so like I can't believe you don't think and it's it funny. Shows like, off, it's so funny. It shows off PTSD so well. Yeah, it does that stuff good. It's like really emotionally heavy. I think it's like really the last <laughs> MCU movie. I guess I guess Infinity War kind of had its moments, but that one's like really I thought emotionally investing. You know, that is the only good. The opening song is the <laughs> only good part of the movie, and because I love Eiffel sixty five. I love the end credit song too. What the heck? That awesome theme they made for Iron Man. Like it's so like upbeat and everything. I'm like, this is awesome. Like that's the only time Iron Man has a theme. Yeah, like the Iron Man like. That was the only time, like, any of these movies have had a theme. Like, Iron Man 3, like, actually gave Iron Man a theme. And the one that they used at the end credits is, like, this really, like, kind of almost jazzy, upbeat version of the theme song. And I'm like, this is awesome. Hmm. Come on, you don't don't like the... Did you ever see The Nice Guys? Mm Mm-mm. I have. It's the only Shane Black movie I've seen. I have two copies of it. (laughs) Maybe if you see some other Shane Black movies, you'll you'll like Iron Man 3. You just might. Once you start to recognize Shane Black, mm-hmm. how he does, uh-huh. I think you'll be like, oh, okay. He writes children very well. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. For now, it can be your dishonorable <laughs> mention. That's fine. I should send you home with homework. Send you home with nice guys. I have homework. A famous man once said, we create our own demons. Who said that? What does that mean? Doesn't matter. I'm saying it because he said it. So... He was famous, and I'm basically a famous person. I'll stay, no, you know, let me just start over. <laughs> Greatest Which intro. Because, oh, you guys haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh-uh. That starts almost the exact same, like, really? almost the same monologue, too. It's great because... It's, Tony, it's Robert Downey Jr. saying it. That's why it's... He, he's narrating the movie, and then you find out at the end of the movie, he's actually been telling the whole story to Mark Ruffalo. He's <laughs> like, I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> Why don't you um, like Iron Man 3? Why does no one like this movie? Like, I, like I this would movie. never it's accept bad. people's reasons. I love this like, movie. Like, it's bad. Every time people bring it up, they like, I hate the Mandarin. I'm like, no one saw that coming. And it was hilarious. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. Hello, I'm Trevor. I'm an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Trevor. I'm an actor. <laughs> We're going to get this amazing okay, actor. This great actor to play... Uh, the Mandarin, but we're gonna throw everybody. And off. if it wasn't for Trevor, <laughs> we never would have gotten the little short "Hail to the King," mm-hmm. <laughs> which you get to see uh, Hammer in for a second. We should all watch Iron Man three and explain to Chloe scene for scene why <laughs> it's the greatest. Movie that's ever. the only reason to own Thor: The Dark World is for the short "Hail to the King." Yeah, it's weird. It's on that Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's our list, and that was our honorable mentions, dishonorable mentions, <laughs> and uh, I think I think we should move on to last movie yeah. on Earth. So, if Hunter wants to explain the rules for the thirtieth time, yeah, thirty-eighth. Well, I don't know how many times we've done. It's, I mean, it's episode. It's been almost every. Almost every. Episode. Almost yeah. every. The thirty-eighth. 
Um, if you've never listened before, we like to play a little game at the end of most of our episodes called Last Movie on Earth. And in this little game, uh, we take turns at the table uh, describing the last movie that we've seen. We just read off a description off of Letterboxd or IMDb, and everyone else has to guess that movie based off the description we read, and whoever guesses it correctly gets a point. If no one guesses it, then you get a point, and uh, all these points get added to an ongoing score sheet, a scoreboard of sorts, throughout episode to episode. Um, so right now, we all have a certain standing. Justin, Chloe, what, are, what are the points at right now? Chloe has 28. Zach has 30. Justin has 43. Hunter has 50. What? All right. Yeah, you're getting the what? Point. I have seven. I have seven. Because you kept guessing them? people's movies, and you you had ones that people couldn't guess. Wow. So like you got okay. up there. I didn't realize I was like that. Right. Yeah, it's ticking me off. <laughs> Golf rules. I'm winning. Should we oh. say whoever gets to 100 wins? Nope. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. How about whoever's at 43 currently <laughs> is the winner? Whoever gets to 30 last. Oh, last. <laughs> <laughs> last person 30 wins. <laughs> or you never get a point. You stuck at 28. Are you ready, kids? I am. I am. Captain. Um, I'll start. Because. We, let's not waste time. <laughs> You're not looking at mine, are you? Okay. The story of Steve and a- a- Adelaide Penguin on a quest to find a life partner and start a family. When Steve meets with Wuzo, the Emperor Penguin, they become friends. But nothing comes easy in the icy Antarctica. That's what? This is a 2019 movie, by the way, so it just came out. Penguins? penguins? It's penguins. Cool. <laughs> but Hi. I'm reading the description and I'm like, that's actually not what happens in the movie. He does not really? make friends with the Emperor Penguin. The Emperor Penguin's in one scene and they are not... Whoever wrote this, like, this was not the finished product. Uh, but yeah, good movie. Disney nature movie. They're always good. Mm-hmm. But this one was particularly good because it's Ed Helms narrating. Oh, really? And he's like, huh. when he's narrating, sometimes he'll like do the voice of the penguin and also, the only music that's in this movie, of the Disney nature movies I've seen, they haven't had a s- music like this, but it's like 80s tracks. So, like, the end of the movie is the penguin, like, walking around, and it says, here I go again, I'm out. Oh, it's like the original song. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, running into the sunset. I'm like, this movie's awesome. Like, when he meets his um, partner, they mm-hmm. play the song, I Can't Fight This Feeling Any Longer. Oh, really? So, I'm like, <laughs> good song choice. <laughs> yeah. So... Nice. Four out of five. I like these Disney nature movies. They're fine. Like they're they're I've never seen. Them. They're not. They're always pretty fun, and they're short, so they're like, yeah, hmm. Earth Day. Save the planet. Save the penguins. Save the chili. If you save, save the world. world. <laughs> <laughs> save the planet. Save the penguins. It'd be great if that scene, like save when, the when Will save Smith the says, "Let's go save the world," he had like a he had like a tin can mm. and he like took, put it in the recycle bin and he's like, he's like <laughs> <"Save> <laughs> world. right before, right before heading towards the witch he throw <laughs> that would be the James world. Gunn one I'm telling you they would do that mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Hunter you should go yeah I'm trying to figure out a way to say this it's a porn <laughs> it's a porn Ron Jeremy <laughs> Thrusts into no. Stormy Daniels. <laughs> Gross. 
Oh, I know. <laughs> Yuck. Okay. Busty Asian base 14. Um, <laughs> a warrior survives a near-death experience and becomes an assassin for hire and tries to protect her two latest targets, a single father and his young daughter from a group of supernatural assassins. What? A group of supernatural assassins. A warrior survives a near-death experience and becomes an assassin for hire and tries to protect her two latest targets, a single father and his young daughter, from a group of supernatural assassins. Huh. What year? 2005. Ooh. Huh. I feel like I should know this. I don't... Who's the main actor? <laughs> Jennifer Garner. Electra. Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I just watched Electra before I came here. It was so boring. Uh, <laughs> that movie was so boring. It was hard to watch. Well, that just spoiled it. I'm sorry. That was good. <laughs> I was like, for a second, I forgot that I had to say the main actress. I was like, dang, they might not have Why? Because who was the director? Uh, Rob Bowman. Well, I would have figured it out from that. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm like, he's directed Reign of Fire and the X-Files. My favorite movies. Reign of Fire is good. My turn. Okay. Okay, so I had to make this one up myself because you would have gotten it immediately from the Letterboxd or MDB one. Okay, so... A knight, a mastermind, a vampire, a werewolf, a slugger, a cheerleader, a drug dealer, and a future bitch have a wild night full of drugs, booze, puns, and violence. Cabin in the Woods. No. Oh. Murder Party? Yeah. Okay. Oh. I was like, that's the only thing where all of those things yeah. possibly happen at once. <laughs> I was so like, I couldn't even think of like what, I'm like, that's like every movie, but then I was like, Murder Party is every movie, because it is the greatest movie. <laughs> Honestly, that movie might make it onto my top ten. I love it. I love it. Really and like, cool. last night, I rewatched it, and I was just like, this movie is perfect. There's nothing yes, wrong I mean, with it. It's it, amazing. It, it, I would think you could possibly want as. Honestly. I would say that is a perfect movie. Like, there's nothing wrong. And I it doesn't it go so too much. long, either. It's, it's like, short. it ends perfectly. <laughs> Love that movie. I'm glad you watched it again. I like, love that movie. We've just like seen it recently. I'm like I. I mean, we uh, saw it a on, few months ago. Yeah, it's been a while. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. I shouldn't even oh, say yeah. that because I've been watching the Nice Guys like every two <coughs> months since Cole <laughs> told me to watch it. So never mind. <laughs> Zach. All right. Zach. He's the Lego. <laughs> when there are guests of honor at the grand opening of the Museum of Criminology. A mass villain shows up and Scooby Doo Two oh, Monsters Unleashed. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Sweet. <laughs> is there? Is the museum really called the Museum of it's Criminology? The, it's or? the Coolsville Coolsville Museum of Criminology. It's like not. It's just costumes from the people. <laughs> that is the best Scooby Doo movie we've gotten. That yeah, is, the second one. Yeah, actually, like a. I really Scooby-Doo like the first movie. one too. Spooky Island. Uh, the first one I like because of nostalgia reasons, but I would not say. I that. thought they're equally. I as think good. the definitive Scooby Doo movie would be Scooby Doo Two. That like one, that, like is a Scooby Doo movie. Like it plays out yeah. like a. Scooby-Doo I would say episode. like that is totally a tribute to the original series yeah. and like brings together everything you want to see. A out ton of, it. of monsters are different styles and sizes. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah I, I I like that movie. I like both. I like them Written both. by James Gunn. Um, were they? Mm-hmm. They were, right? Yeah. 
when the night is falling because when they're playing uh, frisbee they play the song mm-hmm. yeah it's a sweet movie and then the villain uh <laughs> and that is ow Ned. <laughs> I do like that they made like Fred a complete idiot in both of those movies because I'm like that that's because he was just so boring in the original cartoon I'm like I'm glad that like mm-hmm. his character here is that he's just kind of overly confident mm. <laughs> um, no I, I love the second one like I've like I get why people will hate on the 2002 one I'm like, I will argue till my grave that the 2004 one's actually a good movie. They were gonna make a third one, but I forgot what happened. They're making, like, an animated one now, where it's gonna be... Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be kind of like the Peanuts movie, where they they look like their original creations, but still CG animation. But I think it's gonna have, like, a bit of a flat look to it. Mm. So, Peanuts slash Captain I wonder if it's gonna be Matt Lillard (laughs) and Shaggy. You know, he's not, and he was ticked about it. They cast really? someone else, and he was like, "Really, guys? Like, he was ticked because he's been doing the <laughs> yeah, voice he's too. been doing the voice for a while." And, but I guess he was I'm pretty like, sure he did for Scooby Nancy. And I was like, "Oh man, the Shaggy meme." <laughs> Shaggy's like overly powerful, and he can defeat everybody. <laughs> you know, during that scene, he was actually only using one percent of his energy. Oh, <laughs> uh, James Gunn should just like direct a Scooby Doo movie. You know, originally the first one was supposed to be. Uh, like, kind of making fun of the original show. It was supposed to be about them being, like, potheads and mm-hmm. lesbian. Uh, like, Velma and Daphne are supposed to be lesbians. And I, he has, James Gunn has never confirmed that that's what his original script was, but that's what the studio wanted. But if you watch that first movie, you can even see glimpses there that they were going to originally make a more movie like that, but they chose to, like, change it during the script process. And I always wonder, I'm like, I wonder if it was him who wrote that, because that seems like something he'd write. Not the Scooby-Doo movies we got. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I think that's the episode. We won them for quite a while, but I mean, hey, you know, top tens. Uh, imagine if we would have all done our own top ten. Right. <laughs> that was what we were originally thinking, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> top, we would at most top five. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Though, yeah. uh, let us know what your uh, top ten worst mm-hmm. superhero movies, and maybe you think we're all crazy. Yeah, we'll see you after potentially the best superhero movie of all time next week. After Endgame oh, comes out, I should see what End those game. reviews are at. Yeah, it's crazy. By the time this episode comes out, probably be already. We'll probably already have been seeing it and crying about it. I fully expect to cry. I'm waiting. I fully expect for every bodily fluid to <laughs> spill out. <laughs> Blood? <laughs> out of my, <laughs> out of my pores. Oh. My ears are bleeding. <laughs> Don't worry, the, the, rev- the percentage changed, though. It's not 97 anymore. It's 99. Na- it's 98. It's Ooh. gotten better. It's gotten better. <laughs> it's already they're, certified. They're editing it. They're yeah, editing it. Put bad reviews died. <laughs> <laughs> the goodness just got to them. Winter, winter <laughs> soldiers the taking them all out. Just the kill them off like they couldn't handle how pure it was. It's <laughs> got four stars on Letterboxd right now. Only four. I mean, it only has. It's rare for them to get really like, more than like a four point. It has four stars and it only has 410 reviews. But. So, a large majority of those are like five stars. I fully believe it. 
Endgame is the most emotional of the Avengers movies, a tear-stained finale that effectively tugs at the heartstrings while simultaneously blowing them up. Nice. So they all blow up? Well, I guess so. Thanos is like, I'm gonna just blow you all up now. I'm gonna kill yeah, their other half. half. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, always, always beware, beware of the Cinema Swamp. Thanks for listening to the episode. So, what do you think of some of our picks? Do you really think Glass is the worst superhero movie ever released? Or do you think some other choices should have made it into our top 10? Leave a comment on the episode, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at CinemaSwamp, and remember, always beware of the CinemaSwamp.